Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver. I'm PFC Anna Grace Cato. And today we are talking about a very important topic. So I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves and then we're going to go right into it. Hi, I'm Kristen Riglietti. I am the Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the South Carolina National Guard. Uh, my name is Sergeant Travis Duncan. I am the START NCOIC for the South Carolina Army National Guard. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate both of you taking the time to come here today so that we can talk about this because September is Suicide Prevention Month and it's important for us to not only talk about it during September, but also throughout the rest of the year. Um, so I know that there's some new information and stuff that we're trying to push out. So, um, But I do want to start with Sergeant Duncan. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about what the START program is? Because I know it's a new program that people probably haven't heard of yet. Right, right. Uh, the START program is a Living Works product that is a virtual-based, anytime, 90-minute uh, baseline program for suicide prevention and intervention. Okay. And then could you kind of explain what your position is like a day-to-day basis of what you do and how that's different from the START program versus like working with service member family care? Right. So my main focus is going out to the units, administering the unit risk inventories. One of those questions is about suicide. Um, So we screen those when they're completed right there and then for that question about suicide. So that way, Um, We can let the command team know if there is anybody who answered uh, yes to those questions about suicide. The surveys are anonymous, so we can't, we're not going to know the specific individual, but then we know, okay, if there's a group of people who have answered yes to these questions, the resources that we can provide for that unit. And then we also provide the annual suicide prevention training that every unit needs to have, and then... We also provide a more in-depth class to have suicide intervention officers embedded in the unit. Um, So those are people who will be trained in suicide intervention and crisis intervention so that if somebody in the unit is feeling suicidal, that's somebody they could go to to talk to, um, to let them know what's going on rather than... um, Maybe if they don't have somebody in their personal life or um, they don't feel comfortable calling a crisis line, they want to talk to a familiar face. Okay. Now, I mean, I know that this is a very important topic and all that, but what are specific things that we should be talking about, especially during this month? Or what are um, signs that people can look out for to know that if somebody needs help when they might not want to ask for the help or they might not even know that they need the help? Uh, well, first and foremost, you know, uh, September is, you know, su- suicide and suicide prevention month, but we should be thinking about this year round. You know what I mean? Um, and us being the organization that we are and how closely embedded that we are, uh, we're like family and uh, we should be trying to look out for those those warning signs because, you know, people go through the ebbs and flows, right? They have, you know, uh, different things going on in their lives. So, you know, as service members, as team members, we should be looking for those those changes in behavioral and uh, asking how people are actually doing, you know what I mean? Um, and the most difficult part is asking the difficult question. You know? I agree. And, like, it's, we have the statistical data of what are specific warning signs, and um, a lot of those almost a 
apply automatically to the military, like access to lethal means. I would venture to say most military members probably have a weapon at home or a gun at home. Um, Just due to the nature of the job being in the military, I think kind of doesn't help to uh, mitigate against suicide. Um, But I, I would say the biggest thing that I always tell the units to look out for is any distinct change in somebody's behavior or personality. So if somebody is normally very quiet and to themselves, um, and then you notice they're they're branching out more, they're a little bit more talkative, they have a little bit more energy, or the opposite. If they're um, usually a social butterfly, very happy-go-lucky talking to people, and then they seem more withdrawn, a little bit more quiet, it doesn't automatically mean suicide, but it means that you need to maybe just ask what's going on with that person. Okay. So we know that with service member family care, there's all these different um, subcategories within that and all these resources that soldiers and airmen and their families have access to. Um, So as far as on the suicide prevention side, what are some resources that we might not have talked about that they can access um, to get the help that they need? Um, The 988 uh, suicide and crisis line. That's a very big one. Um, it changed from. It was one eight hundred two seven three talk, I believe. So that number is still gonna be operating for a year, but now uh, the nine eight eight number is up and running. Also, it's short and it's easy right. to remember. So that's why they changed it. And I mean, it's a twenty four hour based line crisis line that you can reach out to. You can text it. Um, you can reach out online and chat with somebody, you know, virtually, um, you could just call it. And that isn't just for somebody that is in immediate crisis. That's for somebody that has questions that, hey, I'm dealing with this situation with a friend of mine or a family member of mine. This is what they're displaying. How do I exactly handle this? How may other, you know, different avenues for me to, you know, approach this situation without defending someone or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because truth be told, these situations are very tense um, and they're not easy to, to navigate. So we need resources to help people get through that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know in the past we've done events and stuff throughout the month to kind of raise awareness and all that. Are we going to be hosting any type of events this year or... Um, of course, in September, we have a ton of walks um, throughout the community, and I think that's, that's big for our organization because we are a community-based organization. We come from these communities, therefore, we should go out and support. Um, so you have the uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, they're hand, uh, hosting several walks throughout mm-hmm. the state. Um, also, the big one is, uh, for our organization in particular, is the TAGS Suicide uh, Prevention Proclamation Signing, which, uh, in short, details, you know, what his expectations are and what he plans to do to assist uh, the suicide prevention program. Now, I know... Um 
in past podcasts and even just casual conversations, like there's so much stigma with the military and it's not just suicide. I mean, there's other issues that there's stigma with, but how do you think we can break the stigma for people to feel comfortable enough to get the help that they need or to be able to reach out and help somebody? Because I mean, the, the military is changing and evolving and stuff, but I feel like we're still not there yet. And how, like, how do we get to that next step? So when I go out and I do the suicide prevention training, stigma is the first thing that we talk about because it does stop people from getting help. It does stop people from reaching out to resources or even family, friends, because people are afraid to feel weak or admit that they're in crisis or um, they don't want to disappoint people. So that's the bad thing about stigma is that it stops people from getting help. How do we move forward from that is I personally like to address it when I see it happening. So if I hear a little bit of misinformation maybe about therapy or behavioral health or even just some of those like outdated ideas that, you know, if you're strong, you know, you you just handle your problems on your own. Um, I just address it directly and try to meet the misinformation with some correct information. I try to really rely on facts and not get into opinions on the situation because this is such a personal topic, so everybody is going to have personal feelings about Mm -hmm. things. So you may personally feel weak if you go to a therapist. You may feel weak if you can't handle your problems on your own. Uh, one metaphor I try to, or a comparison I try to use with the with the units is like, if you couldn't pass the PT test, you wouldn't, you know, just be like, oh, and handle it on your own. You would probably work out with somebody who can pass the PT test, or, you know, have somebody help you to get stronger and get better and move on. And that's really how I see. Uh, that's what I try to convey to people when they are a little bit hesitant about um, getting some help or um, maybe think badly about reaching out for for help because they think that it will make them weaker. Mm-hmm. I try to just com- compare the two. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think the best way to combat stigma is through transparency and uh, information. Just getting the right information out to people, being transparent and being you know, very honest about the situations in which, you know, the stigma is built around. Um, And, you know, there's so much uh, misinformation and stigma that traditionally goes along with being in uniform or just being out in the community in general um, that it really does hinder people receiving the proper care and uh, help and assistance that they actually need, Mm -hmm. you know. So getting that information out there, getting them the resources they need and showing them that it's okay. Everybody needs help, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Another thing too that we kind of don't really talk about, but, and the whole thing goes back to watching behavioral changes and stuff and to see those signs. But like there's some situations where you necessarily don't know that somebody's going through something because they hide it so well. Mm But for somebody who is in that um, middle stage of, like, they know something's wrong, but they're not sure how to deal with it, 
um, and they're kind of just pushing through life and just going through the motions of their day to day. Like how, what are resources or what can they do to get the help before it gets to that crisis point of possibly no return and to not be able to come back from like, how can we get people to realize that it's okay that everybody has goes through situations and traumatic experiences and stuff and it's okay to get the help versus bottling it up inside and letting it get to the point of a crisis situation um well first and foremost the little acts count Mm -hmm. okay so if you're a person that is observing these changes in a person that you know really well and you're not quite sure just ask you know little little things help and if they say nothing's going on everything's okay that's all right just still continue to watch continue to ask and you know just dig a little bit deeper um now if that persists on there's nothing wrong with escorting somebody to a professional for help you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um when people are at their lowest and they are dealing with these struggles uh, that life throws at them, they feel the most alone um, in those moments. And they need somebody that really cares about them to really lead them to to water, basically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's really tough to deal with those things by yourself and then on top of that admit that you're having these struggles because, you know, in our society right now, the big thing is everybody should be happy all day, every day. We should always be happy. Well, that's not the solid truth, though. Um, we're not always happy. We're not always have good days. It's a part of life. But we have friends. We have family members. Those people are put in our lives to help, you know, when we when we struggle the most. Um, and it, it's okay to struggle. Um, and the big, another thing is like, we also have to think about the big thing of like knowing when when to really fully accept it, right? Hey, I really do have a problem. I really do need help and just letting go. Cause I mean, the big thing is denial, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's figuring like I can, I can manage this on my own, just sometimes I can't. And you know, having persistent friends and family members and team members is is key to success in that, you know? I think sometimes people get so in the flow of, like, just, like, white-knuckling through it and just be like, I'll just push through, just push through, just push through. And while that might work in the short term, that's not sustainable, that nobody can white-knuckle it for forever, you know? So I think, like Sergeant Duncan was saying, having those people around to say, you know, just checking in on you, like – here if you need anything, that's when you know, okay, I can't white knuckle it anymore. I can't just like get through this alone. That there is somebody, even if it's just one person that you can say like, hey, I don't even know where to start. Like I don't even know what I need to do or I just know that I've been feeling this way and what I'm doing now isn't working anymore and I I need help. I need to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were talking about transparency, though. I think uh, something that might help everyone out is if we all were more honest and transparent about, like, the steps that we can take before it 
becomes a huge deal for anyone, like how we should be able to normalize going to therapy because mm-hmm. we're stressed out Absolutely. or just, you know, day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm a big advocate for uh, therapy. I mean, truth be told, man, everybody needs somebody to talk to. Um, and sometimes a therapist is the, the best, right? Because they don't know you, right? They don't, they're not going to judge you, right? They're there to help, like legitimately. Uh, that's their job. And you wouldn't believe the weight that is lifted from just being able to just lay it all out. Like, there's no judgment in this room. There's no, there's mm-hmm. nothing that could really hold me back on it. Like, boom. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think about myself and, you know, I have my partner, I have, you know, my best friend, I have my mom, but sometimes there's just stuff I don't want to talk about with them because I'm already so close with them. Or, like, my partner's really bothering me and I don't want to <laughs> talk about it with them. Like, I want to talk to him about somebody else, but I don't want to talk to my family because they're so involved in my life. Sometimes it's better to have somebody who's not involved in your life and they're also a professional so it can be just kind of venting and letting it out if you want it to be but then they can also help you find some steps or some new coping skills or some tangible things that you could do to help get through help better yourself help with stress management help with like all of these little things that happen in our life that we do have to deal with that it's, it doesn't have to be just talking if you need more than that. It could also be tangible skills. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up because with going to a therapist and stuff, they can help you figure out how to work through it and deal with it versus like me sitting here having a conversation with Cato. Sometimes what I'm tr- what the person might be trying to say, the other person is interpreting it completely different. Right. And then you get into those arguments of back and forth and it's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm like, and it's misunderstanding versus like a therapist who can really help you work through your, those issues and help you understand how to deal with them and how to be able to um, express yourself or figure out why you're feeling those kind of feelings. So, um, yeah, I think it would be nice if everybody could get the help that they need, but I think it's always going to be that struggle of breaking the stigma, accepting that everybody's human and, um, not putting so much stress on yourself to realize that it's okay. Um, but with that, is there anything else that maybe we haven't asked or talked about that you guys would like to discuss um, before we close out? I would just say be be there for each other, like be kind. I feel like that's almost a little bit corny to say and you hear everybody say it, but it's really just so true. Like you really don't know what is going on in somebody's world to the fullest extent. So just just be a nice person when <laughs> I, that's all I can say. Just, you know, be respectful, be kind and to the best of your ability and just try to be there for other people as much as you can. Don't burn yourself out in the process, but still, you know, be, be there for each other and take care of each other. I would say take time to listen. And I mean, that sounds really simple, but that's very, very difficult. Right. Um, 
as humans, we listen to gather information and to respond. Um, in these critical, critical instances, listening is extremely paramount, right? So when you're dealing with someone that is going through these, these trials and tribulations, these issues, these ebbs and flows in emotion, stop talking and just let them talk. Let, it get, let them get that out. Um, you'll get more information on how to help them from them, right? Um, that's, that's the big thing. You got to take time to listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate both of y'all coming in today and talking with us. Um, definitely stay tuned because next week's episode, we're going to be diving more into the START program. So we didn't want to get too involved with that today. But if you're interested in that and what it has to offer, definitely check into next week's episode. Um, but with that, if you like this episode, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in next week's episode.